situated here in just a minute I promise 
Let's remember, please, to pray for one another. Shelby called me just a couple days ago to tell me about what Mary shared with us just a few minutes ago. Let's remember to pray for that family and that individual, those children, all connected. That's devastating news. And let's remember to pray for every prayer concern and prayer request that has been mentioned. It's a privilege as a Christian to be able to pray. It's something that's given to the child of God. And it's a privilege to trust in the will of God knowing that we don't have to understand. You know, there's a lot of things that I don't understand. But here's one thing that I do understand. That God's will is always right. And then if I will continually lean upon Him everything is going to work out just fine. And if the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to me in my mind, which is to close my eyes in death, still have the victory. So you have nothing to fear. And God is always going to see you through. But goodness, life can do you a hard hand, can it? I'm so glad that when evil's at our door, our heartache and despair and loss is so near to us that we still serve a risen Savior and that Jesus Christ is still Lord, whether it's on the peak of the mountain of life or whether it's down in the valley. He's still in control. Amen. Ben, every week I say that might be the finest communion meditation I've ever heard. And, and then we just keep on talking. That may be the finest communion meditation I've ever heard. That was fantastic. And when I visited Leland, we were talking, but were we not Leland? Did we not talk about the subject of folks saying that if you take the Lord's Supper, it'll become common to you? And Ben must have read our minds. That put a tear in my eye. Doing things God's way is always the right way. Serving Him daily does not become old. And remembering His sacrifice weekly will certainly not become old. As a matter of fact, it just draws us that much closer. Excellent job. Thank you. Excellent job. Now, allow me to be a little more lighthearted for just a moment. Uh, yesterday, I had the boys all day. You see, I was off work. And then I had the boys from 8 to 5. And uh, so that's really not off work, is it? <laughs> it is. I'm just teasing. That's a joy. So I'm sitting and I get a text from none other than Good old Josh Robbins. And he says, here's what he says, really. He says, 
you're teaching Bible study and you're preaching, but I just don't think you have enough to do. That's what he says. And he says, I want you to lead a song at the end of the service. That's what you said with it, Josh. I want you to lead a song. And I said, Josh, I'm already doing enough. No. <laughs> Josh had mentioned to me a few months ago that next time he led singing and I was here, he said, I noticed that you like to sing and I do. He said, would you be willing to lead a song after your sermon? And I said, I'd be honored. I really appreciate that, Josh. I just wanted to rib you a little bit. I just want to poke you a little bit. I was teasing. I was tickled death here from you. And I hope you allow me to do this every time you leave singing. But if you'll bear with me, I'm not a very good preacher, nor am I a very good song leader, but I'll try. I'm always willing. I'm looking forward to leading I am thine, O Lord, at the end of the service. And thank you, Josh, for, for allowing me to do that. And he's going to allow me to do that this evening, too. And we're going to sing, Prepare to Meet Thy God. That's one of my favorite hymns. I look forward to leading that. So, Josh, you call and, and uh, you, you disturb me anytime you want to, my friend. Yeah, I love to hear from you. I appreciate the opportunity. And I just want to tease a little bit. I'm not serious about the teasing. But I am serious about my thankfulness that you're allowing me. Well, thank you. If you have your Bible... I would invite you to turn with me to the book of 1 Peter, please. And what a joy, what a blessing it is when I see you put those glasses on, hear those pages turning and see you start moving. Thank you for following along with me. I want you to make sure. I want you to make sure that what I tell you is what the Bible says. And the way you do that is by following along with me. I can make mistakes and I do make mistakes often. So please follow. Please read with me. We're going to continue to think like a Christian. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Christian thinking. I want to bring you the second part of this lesson. I want to share with you some more Scriptures as we think wisely, as we think beneficially, and as we think favorably or clearly about the Bible, about our dedication to God, about our service, and about living a Christian Life, the finest life there is to live is a Christian life. We had an excellent gospel meeting. I got to attend three times. I wish I could have attended six times. I'm sorry that I wasn't able to come up like I planned to do. Work got in the way. I talked about that during Bible study. Uh, it tends to do that, especially at this time where everything is virtual and we have meetings, all kinds of meetings and a Zoom Format. So they're not hard, but they keep you. They keep you. And they like to have Zoom meetings at all times of the day. So I really wanted to come, but I got held up. I think Brother Webster did a fantastic job. All caps, large print, bold, underlined twice. I think he did a fantastic job. And Lord's will, when he's back with us in the future, maybe work with cooperate. I'll be able to come and hear him some more. It's a joy for me to be able to hear someone and learn from them. I've preached a lot of sermons that he's written through the years. And 400 tracks. Think about that. How many tracks I've written? Zero. 400 tracks. 
I've written some things for folks that maybe I could have trifold, if you will, but that's amazing. His service is amazing, and I am thankful for individuals that dedicate themselves. But I want to say this too. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for your dedication. I'm thankful for your support. We received a card in the mail yesterday, a happy birthday wish to Danielle. I'm thankful for that, that we thank of one another, that we take time to pray, to send cards, to be welcoming, to be warm. We all play such a crucial role. I'm indeed thankful for this congregation. Thank wisely. That's our third point. Have wisdom in your thinking. We went to a lot of extremes in the first part of our lesson to talk about beneficial thinking. And we profiled how toxic negative thinking is and how it bleeds or becomes interwoven into all aspects of life. So think beneficially. Be fair and be forthcoming in your thinking. But now, let's turn together. 1 Peter chapter 4. And may we start our reading in verse 9. 1 Peter chapter 4 and verse 9. The Bible says this, we're thinking wisely this morning. Use hospitality one to another and do that without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Hospitality is a gift. Did you know that? Did the Bible not just say that? We all can be hospitable. And when you read about the gifts that were in the church at Rome, you read about people who were hospitable. You read about merciful individuals. God assists us in this way. If any man speak, verse 11, let him speak as the oracles of God. I cannot preach to you outside of the scope of the Word of God. In other words, if I'm going to speak, if I'm going to be hospitable, have to follow the Word of God. If any man serve or minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in everything may be glorified through Christ Jesus, to whom be praise, authority, that's dominion, forever and ever. And the Bible agrees. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange. Don't be surprised. Concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. You may say, Brother Baker, what does this have to do with thinking and wisdom? When life deals you a hard hand, 
when you think about tragedy, when you deal with disappointment, don't think it's strange. Don't say, well, this fiery indignation is given to me. Everyone deals with disappointment. Everyone deals with tragedy in their life. We are all touched by the trials of this life. And everyone, yes, every person, needs wisdom in their lives. James chapter 1 and verse 5 says this, If anyone lacks wisdom, what should he do? James chapter 1 and verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Why not ask God to help you? Why not ask God to assist you in your thinking? He will. God giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. That's a promise. God just made you a promise in His Word. If you want to become more wise, pray as a Christian and ask God to assist you and be willing. He will not upbraid you. He will give it. Take time. What's the old song say? Take time to be holy. Speak oft with the Lord. Often. Do you pray often? Do you study your Bible often? Or do you spend the majority of your time thinking about self? I do. I catch myself becoming too selfish. And I realize that it's more beneficial and there's more wisdom in our thinking when we put the needs of others even in front of our own. Is that godly? Is that a godly sacrifice to think about the needs of others above our own? Ask God to assist you. He gives liberally in wisdom. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. What's it say about Jesus here? What does the Bible say about our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior? Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus Grew, he increased in wisdom, stature, and in favor with both God and man. Is there an order there? He increased in wisdom, increased in stature, and he grew in favor. God first. And then mankind. Please God first. And when you do that, guess what? You'll treat your neighbor as you should. You'll be a good co-worker. You'll be a good family member. And you will be an asset to the community if you just make the decision to think wise 
in pleasing God. It's an example from our Lord. There's a reason why God came first in that Scripture. Favor with God first and then man. I used to counsel individuals and I used to tell those individuals, here's the best advice that I could possibly give you. Please God first and let everything else fall as it may. If we do that, we'll be in the right favor, the right stature. Practice wisdom and how we conduct our thinking. The book of James, once again, please. Chapter 3 and verse 17, the Bible says this, but the wisdom that is from above. We're not talking about worldly or earthly wisdom, are we? You see, we can get caught up in that. We can get caught up in the wisdom of the world and trying to please the world and we can lose sight of the wisdom that truly matters. And that's the wisdom from above. It's first pure. It's unadulterated. It's then peaceable. It's gentle. It's easy to be entreated. Full of mercy and full of good fruits. There's no partiality. And it is without, it lacks hypocrisy. Now, pause there for just a moment. Is this the kind of individual you would like to be? As I prepared for this lesson, I thought about that. The wisdom that is from above, God's Word, can allow me to have the demeanor, the personality, and the outlook that I want to have. The kind of person that we, may I say, need to be. How do you feel about this kind of individual? Pure, peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, full of good works, impartial, and no hypocrisy. Is that a friend you would like to have? Absolutely. Is that a supervisor you would like to have? Is that a supervisor you would like to be? How about easy to talk to? Is that the kind of husband or wife that you would like to be? The kind of mom or dad that you would like to be? Would you like your kids to say about you, my mom or my dad is easy to talk to, pure, gentle spirit, full of mercy, willing to forgive, and does what they say. No hypocrisy. God does what He says. God is holy. And that's what the word holy means. Set apart. God does. He's not like the world. God doesn't say one thing and do the other. God doesn't say oftentimes like we do. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. 
God is right in all avenues of the Word. And our thinking, our demeanor, our personality, our livelihood of life will be positively with a capital P impacted if we follow the wisdom that is from above. How about our behavior? Let's just focus on our conduct. How we carry ourselves, as we would say. Well, the Bible has the prescription. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 5 says this. Walk in wisdom. Walk in it. Toward them that are without and redeem the time. I'm precious to you. Oh, it's precious to me. I got to thinking. In my house, I have a grandfather clock. I have a mantle clock. I have another mantle clock. About six watches. Clocks on the refrigerator. Excuse me, on the stove. Everywhere I look, there's time. And two or three of them chime and drive people crazy when they come to visit me. And a guy come to visit us, he said, well, I go crazy in your house. It's chiming all the time. I don't even hear it. So used to it, I don't notice it. Time is precious. We live our life by time. Is God restricted by time? Oh no, He's the author of time. But He's always available for you. Should we have a similar disposition toward Him? Redeem the time, every moment that we are blessed to have is worth redeeming. It's worth using in a walk that is wise while we have the opportunity. Why not choose with your time to do good? To everyone, especially, especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. Why not? Would it not benefit you? Please remember the teaching of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom did not know God. Think about that. Chew on that for just a moment, please. The world by its wisdom, all the smarts of the world, did not know God. Lord, I'm going to come to You on my terms. Your word's pretty good, but I can improve upon it. After all, I've accomplished so much. I'm studied and I know what's best for my life and those around me. The Bible says it's not in you. It's just not in you. The Creator said it's not in you to direct your own sin. Don't even try it. Have you ever tried? I have and I fall. I find myself in a ditch by a bit. 
the world by wisdom. And you can think about different cultures and societies of history. Great wisdom. Very impressive to me. But is it the wisdom from above that we just read about in the book of James chapter 3? That only comes from one source. The Bible. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Maybe that's why I preach. You're looking for foolishness and you got me, perhaps. But what's the Bible saying on Joseph's side? The world says what we're doing this morning is foolish. That's what the world will say. Why did you take two hours out of a day you've been blessed to have and one more hour tonight and an hour on Wednesday night to go and hear that foolishness? Follow that book and believe in someone that you've never seen. Because God saved me. My wisdom has brought me nothing. And no matter how wise we are, we grow old and the hair turns gray and the skin becomes wrinkled and we depart this life. And all the wisdom I have stays behind. But where am I going for an eternity? That's the real wise question. As a matter of fact, brothers and sisters, friends, it's the only question that truly matters. Where will my soul reside for eternity? By the foolishness of preaching, let the world say what it will. There is power in the gospel. And we are not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God unto salvation to all, both Jew and Gentile, all who believe it. For the just shall live by faith. And that's just, that's not only physical living, that's spiritual living for an eternity made possible by the sacrifice of your Lord. Now that's wisdom. Following that doctrine, being on the straight and narrow walk. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Showing our nobility by studying. Show ourselves approved. That's the wisdom that is from above. And that's the wisdom that will endure. As we spoke about in Bible study, this whole world, this physical sphere, when God comes back, when He sends His Son, excuse me, it will be melted with fervent heat. All the works of men's hands, all that wisdom that built these structures that, yes, I agree, they're breathtaking by my standards. Now, God spoke the mountain range into existence. That's the wisdom from above. That'll all be, all those works will be melted with fervent heat. And here's the question knowing this. What manner of person ought you to be? That's what truly matters. Thinking beneficially. Thinking with focus and clearly, yes. But in today's lesson, thinking with wisdom.
putting God's will first. That's wise. And striving to please Him. Ephesians 5.10 says this, Find out. Find out what pleases the Lord. And when you find it, let's do it. And let's be pleasing unto Him every day that we're blessed by Him. I thank you for your kind attention. I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about sober thinking, self-controlled thinking. I believe that just as negative thinking bleeds into your life, positive thinking does exactly the same and will benefit every point, every crevice of your life positively instead of negatively. The choice is ours. If you are present this morning and you have a need to render faithful obedience to your Lord's invitation, Brother Pat, I haven't forgot you. I just wanted to say the best for last. Brother Pat has done just that this morning. That's the finest news. I want you to know when I got out of the car, I was half asleep this morning. But when Shelby told me that good news, you talk about springing to life. That's the finest morning a person can have. So thankful for you, Brother Pat. So thankful for your decision to come back to the body of Christ. And thankful to pray for you. I need your prayers as well. So thankful. This is the acceptable hour of your soul's salvation, no matter what condition your soul is in. If you've never obeyed the gospel, please allow us to assist you. Won't you believe in Jesus? Repent of your sins. Be willing to do so. Turn the direction of your life through that repentance. Confess your faith before this congregation and be buried with Christ in the watery grave of baptism for the remission of your past sins that you may rise out of that watery grave a new creation in the mind of God risen to walk in a newness of life. If you're subject, the Gospel call is for you. And if you're present, and you've not lived that faithful life, please appreciate the great example that God is always willing to forgive us. I've came down that aisle. We all need the prayers of brothers and sisters in our lives for restoration sometimes. We're willing to pray with you and for you no matter what the need may be. We're going to do it respectfully. We want to see you back to the straight and narrow walk of life. We want to be a help. And God will do the work. Or if you're present and you just have a need. You're just overwhelmed and you don't know where to turn. And you want someone to help you shoulder that burden. We're willing and ready to pray with you and for you. Whatever your need may be. And I get the privilege this morning. Thank you, John, so much. Is it... No, that's at the end. Okay, Josh is coming. I'm so sorry. I get to lead at the end. Thank you. But I'm looking forward to that privilege. If you have a need to respond as Brother Robbins comes, won't you do so as we stand and blend our voices for your encouragement.